speaking to you, God, for myself, the eater of meat, and Tony, who makes no judgments on the ingredients in my remains of the day. I must say, as you as my witness, that I appreciate that Tony does not get all flushed with morality about what I choose to include in my diet. Can't say the same for my fellow creatures. There is a significant number of two-leggeds that are more than willing to passionately protest and raise their collective ire to very audible levels that could be heard blocks away. This pack of people does not want me to eat meat. In fact, they would highly prefer it if no human ate meat ever again. I know, God, I sound very smug in my phrasing of words. I apologize, not for eating meat, but for not being accepting of those who think differently than myself. We have spoken before about the mistreatment of animals, but I balance this back with the fact that people are being equally as mistreated in, in very inhumane ways. One doesn't excuse the other, I know. Rather than get stuck in this digging in the sand trap, I want to return to something I said previously. Life takes life, or to use another verb, life eats life. Life eats life all the time. It happens in our bodies, it happens on the street, it happens in the jungles, the forest, underground, and in the skies. It is seen as a, well, as, as a much larger worldview. There is a growing distaste, it seems, among your creatures that your game and some of the game rules are highly distasteful, just like the eating of meat. I've mentioned before that we would rather ignore the sausage-making involved in playing your game. We would rather not think about you as vengeful, spiteful, prone to anger, but rather focus solely on the love and compassion you also radiate. I don't want to avoid the ugly. To avoid it is a huge mistake and highly dangerous. The world is beautiful, but nasty business runs wild among the beauty. As we embrace technology and computers to do more of the work we find unappealing, the more we lose sight of who we are. This is a topic I come back to because it worries me so. Does it worry you? Are we trying to mimic you? I don't want to work the body. Let the machines do it instead. The body should be a protective case for my creative and intellectual spirit to devise even more ways to avoid physical labor, from the Roomba to the two-legged robot. We have better things to do than to strain muscles. So much clothes become drenched in sweat. Yuck. There are growing gaps appearing all among us. The gap between body and brain is widening. The gap between an honest day's work in the field and in the yard and in the office is growing. The gap between listening and learning is growing. The gap between actions that in your name that used to make sense and the actions today that your name is stamped on as holy is growing. Do you feel it, God? Do you sense a disturbance in the force? These actions today, they don't disturb you? I find it harder with every passing day to ignore the shifting nature of what used to be discredited as now being examples of sanity and, and thoughtfulness. Are you listening? Your creatures are stating that you are you approve of indecency? Or are they saying that, that we must act in shocking ways that jolt us back to you? <sighs> 
On the other side are creatures, well, that are, are gentle, striving to soothe our species' pain, to tend to be a more compassionate, in a more compassionate way to be stewards of their earth, including not eating meat and switching to eating a plant-based diet. A large number have embedded into their faith as something that you want us all to follow, such as not eat meat. As noble as a sensitive plant sounds, this too seems to be a, a noble virtue of the two-legged, not necessarily your noble aspiration for us. It seems to be our noble virtue that we're following, but really is not your noble virtue, is it? I mean, your game is neither all holy nor all violent. Your game is neither all truth nor all lies. There are many who keep trying to remake your game in their image, your game plan, and its rules. We are on a leash. We can tug, we can run in a number of directions, but soon the run will be suddenly stopped and you will be yanked back. The leash appears to have been so strained that it has split in two, and to jump from one analogy to another and then another, today we no longer use polarized lenses to just keep the glare out, but use polarized lenses to keep each other out. We look at those who think differently with warring eyes, as if we are both two halves of a hurricane's wild band of wind, violently circling, circling around a calm center that no one wants to occupy. Around and around and around we go. That was a carnival of explanatory examples. But no matter how many analogies you string together, it does nothing to clarify or heal the rising rift in ourselves. Let's revisit eating meat as if, you know, digesting it a second time. What actually does it mean to eat meat? I mean, it means to take the life of another creature for purpose of food. There's nothing noble about an industrial hunt. The animals have nowhere to run, and the outcome of the kill is certain. Yes, I do think we should hunt for our meat rather than choose it from a refrigerated case. Do I hunt? No, I don't. I am a refrigerated case chooser. I deserve a full helping of derision for my action, or inaction, I should say. However, plant eaters are also store hunters. Both camps avoid the daily struggle of finding food in the biggest supermarket in the world, nature. When it comes to hunting, Native Americans understand it best, I believe. Hunt with honor. Know the animal's ways. Take only what you need. Give thanks to the animal for giving up its life. And lastly, do not waste any part of the animal. Yes, there is the issue of large amounts of methane gas from each of the livestock's butts. We are, you know, 8 billion as, as well. Also, we also release methane gas out of our butts. Any thoughts, God? Perhaps we need to slaughter a fair number of two-leggings to help, you know, the Earth's air quality. Too many of us live with, with an unnatural man-made settings. We have lost touch with the rhythms of time, of animals, right? That were stories to be read, the rhythms of time, of animals, they were stories. Read by, by two-legged eyes, smelled by its nose, held by its hands, walked on by its feet. Information about the land poured in to be interpreted by the mind. The world of the two-legged is ever becoming closed to the natural world that we are supposed to have a dominion over. Does it not worry you that your stewards are charged to manage a world they are increasingly have less and less of a connection to? Look, 
not eating meat will not kick the door wide open to rebalancing our daily tasks, nor will accepting that life eats life. That is a cerebral decision. It must be a reawakening of the flesh to a purer purpose that once was its code. Have I made any sense? God, am I as usual grasping at thoughts, hoping to make sense of a game in which the rules are being deformed? It is easy to see your game, your earth, you, yourself, as being unappealing. I don't want there to be meat eaters. I don't want there to be violence or poverty or, or senseless killings. The list can go on and on and on. Anyone who buys into the idea that the world will always be violent, humans will always eat meat, they will always be poor, is not only wrong, but is unholy. Your creatures seem to find less and less need for our ears. We have, have a waning interest in hearing another's opposing thoughts. Someone has to be willing to step out of the hurricane band and into the calm center to meet in the middle. Then again, perhaps as this game of yours wears on through the eons, it is less and less likely that will happen. Let's face it, God. You, who love drama, who have a penchant for splitting stuff in two just to see if it will get back together again, has a taste for vengeance and physical punishment, why would you want to curse the meat-eaters? Sure, by all means, bless the plant-eaters and those who walk my earth softly. Secretly, though, do you not believe the meat-eaters shall inherit the earth? Well, what do you think? Huh? We see the world one way. Others see the world another way. Is it true? Is it false? What's right? What's wrong? Tomorrow, God, is, is Thanksgiving. Yes. A time to be thankful. And guess what? Many people will be eating meat. Is that going against your will? Well, one thing I do know is that song has never been something that you've been against. So, let me offer up another. Bop. The world has much that I can munch. The fields will plant to be man and beast. That we can eat with our teeth. That we can eat with fork and knife. Well, either way, it's clear to say that life eats. Life, I said, life eats life. The trees grow fruit, the plants grow crops. We are blessed, life never stops. Apple, potato, fowl, and cow. We honor all that life allows. Well, be with a spoon or with a knife. We must give praise 
as we say, I said life eats life. I said life eats life. I say life eats life in our bodies. I say life eats life in the skies. I say life eats life in the waters. I say life eats life. Hello and goodbye. It may be hard to understand that the world's not complete. But we all live because it's true that life eats life. I say life eats life. I say life eats life in our bodies. I say life eats life in the skies. Life eats life in the water. Life eats life. But we all live because it's true that life eats life. I said life eats life. I say life eats Well, God, my uh, belly has food in it. No matter what the food I have ingested and is digesting, I am grateful for. I know how many out there have nothing have food barely enough to get by, or have no food at all. I must be aware of this. I must be aware of all the blessings. Dare I ever get a feeling of entitlement? That to me is the greatest of all sins. And so I will take my Full belly to bed with thanks to you, God. Sleep well. Hmm? Rest. <laughs>